thank you so much for joining me today on Just Praise Him Radio. I'm your host, Glenda Lomax, and my job is to inspire you to a closer walk with Christ. Now here's the show. Hello, believers. Welcome to the Just Praise Him radio program. I'm your host, Glenda Lomax, and the title of my message today is 30 Days to Salvation, Prayers for Lost Souls. This is basically the podcast that I told you all about, about how to get your kids saved. And I say 30 days because of the story I'm going to tell you in this. Now, at the end of this podcast, I'm going to be praying the prayers, but I also have those prayers in a PDF Uh, They're not perfectly formatted because I had trouble with formatting. I was working really late last night on this. But uh, if you will email me, I'll give you the email address to send at the end of the program if you want a copy of those in PDF. I want to start by saying that the Lord has said he will save every person being interceded for in this time. To intercede means to pray continually, to keep like praying every day, not just intercede and say, Lord, please save them, but to keep praying. Um, I believe that's what it means. So let's make our list and start interceding, right? It has also been said that it is impossible to pray God's Word every day over any person or situation and for that situation or person to remain unchanged. Based on my experiences with prayer over the years, I absolutely agree with that. His Word does not return void. It will accomplish that which He sent it to do. Now, I've told this story before, but I will tell just before my work in oil and gas uh, shifted from Oklahoma to South Louisiana. The following year, I was head of permitting on a job in Morgan City, Louisiana, and I spent a lot of time in prayer and worship that year. I was just getting to know God then. My grown children did not have much interest in hearing about Jesus and the Christian life. Y'all know how that is. I was the same way with my own sweet mom. I have thought so many times since then how she must have been so lonely she was the only christian in our family for decades before anybody else got saved she had no fellowship y'all but she was still so faithful to god i had such a good example i realized since i had not known god that i had not raised my children to know him either you can't take somebody where you've never been right so i began interceding in the evenings for the lord to save my grown children I would turn off my phone ringers, lock the doors, turn down the lights, turn on my favorite Christian music, and go to my bedroom where the intercession began. And I would cry out to God for hours each evening. I praised Him. I begged and pleaded with Him. I tried to make deals with Him. I didn't know what He wanted. I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know how to decree the word over my situations. I didn't know anything then, y'all. I was just beginning. But I was determined I was going to stay in front of his throne until I knew my children would be saved. Even if it's a last minute sliding into home save, I want them in heaven with me. I don't want anyone I love to go to hell. So one night, in desperation, I'm offering up everything I can think of to try to get a favorable response from the Almighty, okay? I was desperately trying to think, what does he want? What could I give him? You know, what do you give the God who has everything? Come on. I didn't know what I had that I could give him. And finally said, I'll give you my life. And the minute that left my lips, my knees went out from under me and I dropped like a rock to the floor in front of my closet because I walk around when I'm interceding like that. And his glory hit that room. God's glory is a very 
very heavy thing if you've never felt it. I've felt it numerous times and it is heavy. That felt like a 200 pound blanket on me. I could barely move and I could barely speak. But before my voice stopped working, I managed to say, I take it that was what you wanted. And I half crawled, half dragged myself to the end of my bed so I could try to pull myself upright. I eventually got to the bed, but I could not stand up and I could not speak words anymore. Only groans in the spirit would come out of my mouth. And I had no idea what was happening, although I knew something was. I mean, it takes a lot to shut me up, okay, because I'm a preacher. And that, and that gift of gab is in you early if you're anointed to do this. I did not know anything about anything, but I did know it was all him, so I was not afraid of it. So I laid there draped over the end of my bed, praying and praising, and I don't remember how long it was before I could get up. I only cared about being there in that moment and meeting with the Lord. Whatever had happened, I knew he had heard me, and I believed that that meant he would answer me. Now I want to mention something. The Bible talks about when you can no longer speak words, when only groans will come out no matter how hard you try to form words. And I didn't know really any of this then. I don't, I don't remember if I even knew this scripture then, but it's Romans 8, 26. It says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And verse 28 goes on to say, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. So time went on with me interceding every night like that, asking for the Lord to save both of my grown children. Within, within 30 days, both of my kids were running from Jesus. Okay, They did not want to hear about Jesus. They didn't want to talk about Jesus. That was just not, they were not interested. And I... I had run from God like an Olympic track star for years when my mom and my older sister were trying to witness to me. I was like, do not talk to me about the Jesus stuff. I just was not interested. You know, I'd finally gotten free of that horrible, abusive marriage, and I did not want to be bothered with any kind of restrictions. So I ran and I ran hard. My best friend got saved when I lived in Elk City, so I got a new best friend. I'm not even kidding you about this. That's I was adamant and very obstinate against the Lord. It's a wonder he didn't do something terrible to get my attention. But um, I had just no interest in what appeared to me to be a dull, boring Christian life. And I laugh at that now <laughs> because there are so many limits on your life without God. And it is only by serving him that they come off. So I'm nobody special. And I knew absolutely nothing about prayer or warring with God's word or any of that. And... Both of my kids were running as fast and as hard as they could to get away from the same Jesus that I ran from before he got me. And within 30 days, both of them gave their life to the Lord. Both of them. I was so shocked. I, I just, I didn't even, I was so overjoyed. I can't even tell you how much I rejoiced and praised God for that. And if I remember right, I know I bought my son a Bible. I may have, may or may not have bought my daughter one. I don't remember if she asked for one. He asked for one, so I got him one. But I was so happy. So there is something to intercession like this. If he can save two people out of the blue, and he saved me after many years of intercession, but I ran harder than most people do probably. But he saved both of them, and they were running away from him within 30 days. That's why I call this show 30 Days to Salvation. It's just
remembering that he can do that. He is that great. He is that powerful. His arm is not too short to save, and it is not his will that any should perish. So when you're praying for somebody to be saved, you're automatically praying in line with his will. And if you are determined to see your children saved, if this is not in my notes, y'all, if you will get before his throne, he is saying right now, I will save them. Come before me. Come before me. Lift them up. I will save them. I want to save them. He's telling me to tell you that. Moving right along. Okay, so I never looked back before today at what I actually did during that 30 days to see if there there's no formula to it or anything. But here's the things that I see when I look back on it now from, you know, many years later. Number one, I was determined. I knew nobody but God could save them, and I was determined I would hold them up before his throne every single evening until he saved them or told me he was going to save them, however many years it took. I didn't care. They are my children, and I love them, and I want them in heaven with me. I mean, there's nobody you love more than your children. So I was determined. I was like, Lord, you're going to hear from me every night, and you got to save my kids. I, I didn't teach them about you because I didn't know about you. Please save them. You know, do we, I'll give you anything that I have that you can use if you will save them. I was committed, number two. I did not let any interruptions in during my intercession times or my worship times either, for that matter. That's why I turned off the phone ringers, locked the doors, and shut off everything else. It was me and God. It was down to the nitty-gritty. And if you will get alone with God, and that's what getting alone with God is, it's shutting everything else out in Y'all, that's a lot harder now than it's ever been before because we have cell phones, we have computers, we have, you know, doorbells, we all these different interruptions that vie for our time. And you're tired at the end of the day and you would rather sit in front of the TV and just let your mind rest. But the truth is, we don't have a lot of time for rest now. We really need to be doing our intercession. At least an hour a night, do intercession. You can give up one program on TV or one football game or whatever it is you watch to intercede for somebody that needs to be saved, okay? Number three, I pressed in. I kept going back and going back and going back. I kept praying. I kept reading the Word every day. I kept worshiping every day. I was committed. Number four, I don't remember the details, but I am quite... <laughs> I'm quite sure that my grown children showed as many signs of getting worse as I did when my mom and sister were interceding for me. If you see this with your own children or spouses, if you start interceding and you're pressing in and, oh my gosh, they're getting worse, press in harder because that is a good sign, not a bad one. It means Satan sees your prayers are being heard in heaven and he sees that God is preparing an answer, so he is scared half to death. Press in if you see them getting worse, rejoice, because that means Satan's fighting back, and he only fights if you're winning, okay? He only fights if he sees victory coming from God's side. That's good news, not bad news. Number five, I was willing to give up anything to the Lord if he would answer my prayers to save my children, and I did. As it turned out, he wanted my life service so I could minister to all of you and many people in the future. He got it, and I don't regret that for one minute. This is the best life there is, y'all. There is not a better one anywhere. I don't care what anybody says. Are you willing to give up something to get the answer to your prayer? Are you willing to give up everything if he asks for your life service? Are you willing to give something up to the Lord if he wants you to? I'm not saying you can make a deal with God, but I'm saying he does listen when you offer him something. 
because that means something to him. It's like when you fast. When you fast, you're giving up. We all like food, okay? We like food a lot in the South. We got some real good food down here, y'all. But when you fast, that's a sacrifice. And he knows if you care enough to fast for something, you know, he, you've got his ear when you do that. So when you're willing to give up something from your life, I believe it's like fasting. You've got his ear. He's listening. He's like, okay, this is serious. You know, my child is willing to give this up for me to answer this prayer. He's listening. But he, your life service is worth more than anything to him. And you know, Jesus sacrificed everything for us. Everything. We should not withhold anything from him or the service to his kingdom, should we? Have you given him your life service to use however he wants it? Have you said, Lord, I'll work for you if that's what you want? Because I'm telling y'all, there's not a better job. I can work in my pajamas all day if I want to. I can. I don't because I want to be dressed where I can go out into the world and witness to people because I'm spending a lot of time witnessing these days. Y'all, there are souls. There are souls that died yesterday and entered hell, and they're never leaving hell. There are souls that will die today that will go to hell. And it's up to us to witness to people and help them to see the same grace that we've been shown so they can go to heaven. Number six, if your children or spouse or whoever you are praying for was once saved, but they have gone back into the world, don't despair, that was me too, by the way. I didn't ever officially say the prayer or anything, but I followed God for a little while in my 20s when I was married. It's not over till God says it's over. If they seem like they're going full tilt the wrong way down the road, don't get upset, stay calm. Remember the God you serve. You serve the same God who parted the Red Sea. Your child is not too hard for him to save. Can I just tell you that? Nobody was more obstinate than me. I ran, and I mean I ran. You serve the same God who parted the Red Sea and made dry ground for his people to cross over to save them. You serve the same amazing God who created the entire world that you live in and all that inhabits it. Saving someone is not a hard job for him. It looks hard to us because we've tried talking to them. We've tried reasoning with them. We've tried sending them books and tapes, leaving flyers laying around. And, oh, yeah. No, none of that stuff really works, does it? If they ever served him or knew him, know this. God does not let go of what is his. He will chase them down. He will get those little prodigals back on the path. Have no fear. And he don't need your help playing Holy Ghost and trying to talk to him. Okay? Just let go. One of the biggest roles in this process is going to be not trying to help him. <laughs> he don't need your help. He's God all by himself. You do the praying, he'll do the saving, okay? Number seven, in your darkest moments, when it looks like your child has gotten so much worse or you've received bad news about them or something, raise a hallelujah. This is so powerful. I cannot, I cannot overemphasize this. If they just got arrested or they got in trouble at school or you just had a big fight with them and, and they're just, you know, I'm moving out or, you know, I'm never speaking to you again or whatever. When the enemy is watching from the shadows, enjoying your pain, raise a hallelujah because he don't see that coming, okay? When the devil thinks he's won, raise a hallelujah to Jesus. That song, Raise a Hallelujah, has a lovely story behind it, by the way, how it was written. A friend's baby was really, really ill in the hospital and these people refused to feel hopeless. And they wrote this song. They raised a hallelujah and prayed and lifted up their faith instead of being sad. And the baby got well and lived. Worship in the darkest moments is your most powerful weapon. 
don't forget that because we have a lot of dark moments coming, especially in America. Do not forget that. Please hear me. This is a word for somebody. You are, you are in a very, very dark time. The Lord says, you're so dark, you can't find your way out of where you are. And the Lord says to tell you, hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Dance hallelujah. He says, if you will raise a hallelujah to me, I will do a miracle for you. He said, I will perform a miracle for you. I don't know who that word is for, but that is a word for somebody that is not anywhere in my notes. Okay. Number eight, there is nothing I know that is more powerful than to worship God when you are so far down, you feel like doing anything but. Like Job, like David, like no telling how many others, Job lost all his children and all his money, all his wealth in one day, and he fell down and began worshiping. He said, blessed be the name of the Lord. He gives and he takes away, but it, you know, basically it's God's business. He's the boss. In the end, God gave Job double all he had. It did not replace his children. Nothing can replace your children. But he was able to go on and live a happy life. He worshiped in the worst moment of his life. And we need to do the same thing. And it is really hard to do it. Okay, now I'm going to read you the prayers. And I'll give you uh, an email address to request the prayers at the end. I suggest praying these prayers at least one time a day out loud with boldness and authority. Okay, so I'm going to pray them over my children now so you can hear this is the way that I pray them. Number one, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I bind up whatever strong man is over this situation of my children being unsaved. And I command the strong man or strong men and all the demons with them and assign to them to be bound. And I command them to go now to the deepest pit in the abyss in Jesus name. They have to obey the name of Jesus, y'all. Number two, I cancel and crush every assignment of Satan and his demons that has been sent against my children in Jesus' name. I command them to fall to the ground and become as naught right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I ask you to set my children free from every bondage right now for your glory in the name of Jesus. Your word says, whomever the Son sets free is free indeed. I declare and decree my children are free indeed of every bondage. Okay, now that's the warfare part of these prayers, okay? Now we're going to come to the prayer prayers. I would do them both. Do the warfare every day that you feel like you need to do it, or every day that you see stuff still going on, or just do it, you know, once a week or something. But it's more powerful if you do it every day. But these prayers coming next, you should do every day. Okay. And let me say this before we begin the prayers. Remember the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven. Number one, he's your father. Number two, he's God. So we need to lift up worship to him when we begin, okay? So it's a real good idea if you can worship for a little while before you do the prayers or at least speak words of worship to him. He is God, y'all. Lord God in heaven, Father God above, I come to you now and I lift up my children to you to be saved. I know it is not your will that any should perish and that you long to see them saved even more than I do. And I know they will rejoice greatly in their salvation. Draw them to Jesus, Lord. No man comes to the Father but by Jesus. Lord, I pray you would make my children sick of their sin to the point they are as repulsed by their sins as you are. In Jesus' name, remove or destroy all wrong ideas my children have about Jesus and your word. 
Lord, I pray that they will come to understand that their only hope for salvation is through his sacrifice on the cross. In Jesus' name, right now, I command the devil to give up all the people from the north, the south, the east, and the west that are supposed to be saved and helping with this revival, your final harvest revival, Lord, now in Jesus' name. I got that part of the prayer from my friend Joanne, and I'm trying to get her on the podcast to talk about answered prayer. She's got so much wisdom. Luke 13, 29 says, And they shall come from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south and shall sit down in the kingdom of God. And Lord, I claim that for my children. They will sit down in the kingdom of God. Lord, I know my children could have hard hearts towards you, but I know your word is like a rock. And I pray you will send your word and heal those hearts, Lord, whether they are hard against you, against Jesus, against Christianity or whatever. I ask for new hearts for them, Lord. Give them a heart for you, a heart for your kingdom, a heart for the lost and hurting, Lord, according to Ezekiel 36, 26. Okay, my friend Joanne also suggests praying different psalms against the demons for trying to lead your children, your spouse, or whoever to destruction. So that's another thing you can do. I don't have any list for you of those. Father, I pray that you will send kingdom laborers continually into my children's life and across their paths who will share the gospel with them. Only you know who each person will listen to and receive the gospel from, Lord, you knew with me too. And I pray you will send that person to each of them that they will listen to, that they will receive the gospel from. Y'all, I apologize for the, the little snoring sounds in the background. I have a dog who has very bad congestive heart failure and her breathing is very loud when she sleeps. That's what y'all are hearing. Lord, I pray you would pour out repentance on my children. Help them to see their sin for what it is and to turn away from all evil and follow after you. Help them to say yes to salvation and no to living a sinful life. I pray you would help my children see how close to the end we are, Lord, and help them to fear your mighty power to cast them into hell. Give them a dream, a vision, an encounter, Lord. Pursue them, chase them down, Lord God, whatever it will take. Only you know what it will take to save each person, and you are mighty to save, Lord. Don't let them rest, Lord, until they give their lives to you. Open their eyes, Lord, and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to your power, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in you. Draw them to the peace, the joy, and the security of living for you. Help my children, Lord, to humble themselves under your mighty hand, that you may exalt them in due time. Help them to be doers of the word and not hearers only. Help them to be quick to hear and quick to obey. Help them to say yes to your calling and make them bold as they walk in it. Whenever you're praying for someone to be saved, you must release the person you're praying for to God and ask him to do whatever must be done to save them. Because if they are really hard-hearted and you have interceded and interceded and seen no response, he may have to use really hard methods to reach them. And you must keep your hands off the situation if he has to do that. Okay, you must be willing to let him use those and not pray against them. Only he knows what it will take to save them. This is especially important now when time is so very short. Sometimes when we do this, the hard cases may look for a while like they're getting worse, like I said, and they may run hard, hard, hard the other way. That's because they are getting worse. And the reason is anytime Satan sees you interceding, really interceding for a lost soul, he assigns extra temptations and tries 10 times as hard to snare them any way he can before it's too late. Just be patient and keep crying out to the Lord for their souls. Do it every day. Do not give Satan a break. Intercede every day. 
if you can make it around the same time every day so you don't forget to do it and then watch our mighty God work y'all one day I was praying for somebody like this and he said you know he was showing me that he was gonna have to use harsh methods and he said the harder the shell the bigger the hammer has to be to crack it and I was like yeah that makes sense but if you honestly pray these prayers boldly for 30 days straight and you see no result then it's time to do what I call going nuclear and here's the prayer Lord I ask you to do whatever you have to do to save them I turn him and her over to you now and I take my hands off the situation completely and I will start praising you every day and rejoicing that you are in the process of saving them in Jesus name amen be willing to do whatever you have to do because there is no time and you don't want to wake up tomorrow and get that phone call that your child has passed during the night without getting saved because you know what that means right okay so if you want a copy of these prayers in PDF form send an email and put prayers for lost souls in the subject line in all caps and send the email to just praise him radio at gmail.com just praise him radio at gmail.com and put prayers for lost souls in the subject line in all caps and I will just I will just hit reply and attach this PDF and send it back to you I tried to there's a way to embed these in the site but it's complicated and involves HTML code and all that and I am not really smart with technical things so I don't want to try to do that and mess something up on my website so just y'all email me and I'll send you a copy of the prayers because I don't know where else to post them so if y'all know a good place that uh, a good site that hosts PDF files where I could upload things like this for you let me know but um, I hope this has been a blessing to you and I hope that you will begin to intercede for your children your spouse whoever you know is unsaved that needs to be prayed for we should all be interceding for lost souls every single day intercede for lost souls as you drive through your town as you sit in your house pray for the people in your neighborhood you know, if you go to a restaurant pray for all the people that eat and work there just sit there and say a prayer Lord I pray you would save every soul that you know comes into this restaurant every soul that works in this restaurant I pray that you would bring them all to a saving knowledge of Christ just a simple prayer because so many people have no one to pray for them nobody not one single Christian in the family that's praying for them and if that was us we would hope that somebody would pray for us so we could be saved and find this wonderful life of serving him Jesus bless you thanks for listening y'all have a great week thank you so much for tuning in today to just praise him radio I hope this has inspired you to a closer walk with Christ. You can contact me by mail at my new address, JPH Inc., P.O. Box 854, Altus, Oklahoma. That's A-L-T-U-S, Oklahoma 73522. Or by email at wingsofprophecy at gmail.com. JPH is not affiliated with any nonprofit organization, church, or denomination. Listen to Just Praise Him Radio on WINB, 4 p.m. Eastern on Sundays and 9 p.m. Eastern Thursdays each week. 
Have unforeseen events left you suddenly in lack? Has your life taken a turn into the unknown? Does it feel as if all you know and relied upon is being stripped away? I have good news for you. Times like these of great uncertainty and change are often ordained wilderness seasons in disguise. Wilderness seasons are the Lord's way of refining us to take us higher. Every Christian must pass through the desert on the way to their promised land. In the heat of the wilderness, God refines our faith in Him like never before. You walk into them like Gideon and walk out like David, a mighty warrior. Learn how to partner with God in your wilderness seasons so you can come out faster. Get your copy of The Wilderness Companion by Glenda Lomax on Amazon.com. The Wilderness Companion will change how you look at your wilderness seasons forever. Get The Wilderness Companion by Glenda Lomax on Amazon.com. Available in print, Kindle, and new audiobook versions. Get a copy of the new audiobook version free by signing up for a free 30-day trial of Audible at Audible.com and choosing it as your first book. Are there areas of sin in your life you just can't seem to overcome, no matter how hard you try? Many people live their whole lives under curses. Without understanding, they can be free. Learn what the scriptures say about curses and why they are still relevant today. Hosea 4.6 says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Learn how to defeat every curse through the power of the cross of Jesus Christ. If you have the knowledge, you can break curses off your life and start experiencing breakthroughs like never before. In the book Loosed from Chains of Darkness, you will learn the basics of four different types of curses. Loosed from Chains of Darkness is the most comprehensive curse-breaking book on the market today. Get your copy of Loosed from Chains of Darkness by Glenda Lomax, available on Amazon.com in print, Kindle, and audiobook versions.